0: All the way from beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, by way of Sacramento, California, this is Kings in the North Podcast. And now, the starting two for your listening pleasure. Standing, standing six, six feet six four inches, four inches tall, tall at a Jesuit, Jesuit high, school, high school, school, the half Greek freak, Nick, Nick economy. economy. And standing and six, six feet tall out of McClatchy, McClatchy high, school, high School, Big, Big Baller ben. ben. Kings in the North Podcast is sponsored by Cash Considerations. For donations, head up our Patreon. In this week's show, we're going to be taking a look back at the last week of the NBA preseason. We're going to be moving ahead to the regular season, 2018-2019. Your Sacramento Kings have three games on set for the first week. We're going to be getting into some team news. And uh, we just got a bunch of other fun stuff for you, so stick around. Well, the first game up of last week was a
1: showdown with Maccabee Haifa of Israel now this game wasn't streamed anywhere because it is a stranger preseason matchup and it was a pretty tough one to find for us up here in the Great White North so I actually didn't end up watching it but I saw a couple highlights including the beautiful behind the back pass between our two young lovers Bagley and Giles (laughs) and as well as Frank Mason's behind the head pass yeah, the full court. The full court toss,
0: so it was pretty great. Yeah, um, I watched a little bit of this game with no sound, which was, you know, it's kind of relaxing at some point. Um, yeah, uh, Maccabee Haifa, led by Josh Childress, is 18 points. Um, they got some talent on the team. It, you know, it's not like a, a team of scrubs. And, yeah, um, this was the only... Respectable first quarter this week. This we're calling this the the week of the slow start. Um, the 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 Kings picked it up in, in the second and the fourth quarters, as you know, that's our quarter. Um, so I that that was promising, but yeah, all around, what wasn't a great start. Um, standout player was was Buddy. Uh, he dropped twenty two points in twenty seven minutes on nine of eleven shooting. Um, the, the the team looked, looked pretty good from three. We shot basically 45% from th- beyond the arc. Kind of used up all the juice in that one game. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the stats here,
1: it's really promising when all five starters were above uh, plus 10 in the plus minus, mm-hmm. as well as two huge impacts off the bench with Buddy with plus 25, with 22 points in 27 minutes, as well as Harry Giles with plus 11 in 22 minutes, also contributing 16 points. Um, that's a really good sign. That's something I'd like to see them do in the regular season in a couple games. But then again, this is a lower-tier competition. It isn't quite the talent that you have in the, NFL, or the NBA, <laughs> even though you know these some of these guys played with each other in college, it really shows the disparity in talent from the next level. So yeah, I think, um, it was a good showing overall. Definitely a great win. Anything else you want to add to this?
0: Yeah. I was just going to say, um, we, we only had 12 turnovers, which, which was pretty solid. I wrote here in my, my little notes, I'd like to see that number closer to single digits, but Hey Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, overall, you know, offensively, you know you drop over 100 and what 30, 132. Um, you're looking good on D. We looked a little lost in the the time uh, from the footage I, I was witnessing. Um, that was kind of a consistency throughout the preseason. Um, we're just getting beat off the dribble, top to bottom. Um, the score didn't really reflect how close the game was through, throughout. Yeah, I think another thing to look at was Marvin's 12 and 6. It's kind of uh, par for the course as far as the preseason. He's averaging 13 and 7. So, I mean, if we can get 13 and 7 out of the guy in the regular season, I'll take that, honestly, in his rookie campaign. Um, not much more to talk about for, for this one if you want to move on to the Jazz. Yeah, um, for those
1: of you that watched the Jazz game, really big thank you for sticking around through that beatdown. Anytime that you can only score 10 points in a quarter is really, really disappointing. And it was really tough to watch. But there were some good takeaways from that game. We definitely saw some good performances from Bagley. Mm Mm-hmm. Willie was here, hit or miss, but Bagley looked like he was trying to extend extend his range a little bit, Mm -hmm. and that was encouraging. He wasn't afraid to take those threes, even though he did miss them both, but it was another one like the Warriors game where we came out really cold and then tried to claw our way back against a much better team, and... Set us up for failure in the long run.
0: Yeah, I mean, like like you said, we shot 427 in the first quarter. It was, t- it was, it was terrible to watch. At one point, it was 45-10. to 10, And I'm sure 99% of people who were watching probably turned it to whatever nonsense, false sitcom Fox had picked up. Um, I think for the Jazz, I mean, one thing I was watching was Grayson Allen. He drops uh, 14 points in 17 minutes with no leg sweeps.
1: Yeah, he looked really polished. I mean, as a fourth-year player, he looked a lot better than a lot of people expected him to. But uh, he's a very polished rookie coming in this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be interesting to see him a couple times this season. Um, Ruby, uh, Rudy Gobert really... Just had her number the whole night. Disrupted a ton of shots, even without necessarily blocking it. Yeah, he's just so instrumental to that team. Just his presence really screwed up Frank a couple times. Buddy a ton. Buddy had real bad trouble finishing at the rim. So it was, um, I mean, top
0: to bottom. Yeah, and, just... D- and De'Aaron. I mean, he played some decent minutes. Only had four points. 28 minutes. Only had four points
1: yeah it, we, we, it was a really struggle of... He
0: shot like one for what, one for ten one for ten yeah
1: yeah real struggle of a game but um there it was good to see guys kind of facing that adversity and moving past it so it was um a
0: disappointing loss obviously but uh anytime you just get tossed around on national TV it's not a good look well we'll, we'll see them again
1: this Monday. Tonight, at Golden One Center.
0: Um, yeah, I was gonna. You got anything else to say about this game? No, no. I yeah, was gonna say, really yeah. On. Let's let's move on and and bury this game in the deep recesses of our collective consciousness, right next to images of SeaWeb clutching his knee in that time you tripped in front of your whole class at middle school graduation. Um. Okay, on to Portland. Fun game. Uh, another slow start though. Only dropping twenty in the first quarter. But definitely a, f- a much more entertaining
1: game. Really coming right down to the wire. Um, a couple of big shots by Myers Leonard really swung the game in their favor. But in the end, we played a really young, fast squad and hung with the big dogs with a team that probably is a f- six or seven seed in the West. Yeah, definitely. A, I, I would say a lock
0: for the for a playoffs. Probably.
1: Yeah, I mean. I don't see them losing their their spot in the playoffs. I I don't see them ending up as high as they did last year. But mm-hmm. I, I, I can't see them falling anywhere outside of the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I think the takeaway is we you know, we played well in the second and the third. Um I would like to stretch that to four quarters if that could be possible. It was a
1: one-point game going into the fourth. Yeah. I think yeah, we
0: we held the lead in the fourth quarter for a minute, yeah. It was, so. um,
1: <laughs> it was just a, a couple of
0: big shots
1: by Myers.
0: Yeah, I think uh, across the board we had six players in double digits, led by Buddy and Yogi, with each each had nineteen. Um, so we, you know, spread the wealth. Um, I think one thing to look at with Harry Giles is there's still a lot of learning to do. On the offensive end and the defensive well, end, yeah. I
1: think, he's he he also is a little
0: slow with the feet sometimes. Yeah, but I was yeah like spacing the floor, moving without the ball. Just he's he on the offensive end. He just looks, I wouldn't say deer in a headlight, but he just looks like you know not not as polished as you you would hope sitting out the whole year and I don't know. He he looks like a fresh rookie, not like the Ben Simmons rookie. And and
1: the other thing that I've kind of noticed with him, um, and Bagley as well, is that they're almost learning a little too much from Zebo and Kufis by taking that ball into the block, taking two dribbles and hitting a little post hook, and really slowing down that fast offense we're trying to play.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, if I I would just jump in to say that um, Bagley just did a did an interview, saying that. He's getting, you know, a lot of help from Zebo learning how to use the body. And I think when we put Bagley at the five, he does I mean, well, I guess anyone against Rudy Gobert kinda of seems undersized, but when we put him at the five he seems like a little undersized and when we're putting him at three when we're running for the four big set, that's it's pure nonsense. Slow. It's too slow. So I don't know if learning from Zebo is the way to go at this point. I think you know, I, I, I do I do
1: like Zebo, but and he's had a great career. But I don't think that's the type of player we're trying to develop
0: anymore in the league. I just don't think that's the type of player that Bagley is. Bagley's yeah. a lot more athletic than Zach Randolph ever was. Yeah, Bagley's but, much more of a Draymond than a zebo Yeah, I think in, in, the, in the same interview, says uh, Bagley said he's getting a lot of help from Willie Trill just on being a professional. And, and I was thinking, like, that's... Can we not do that? Yeah, that,
1: we don't want Bagley painting 20 pictures a day.
0: Yeah, and some crazy Instagram posts. I was just saying that when like, when they're on the floor together, i want to rip my hair out. There's just no spacing. It's, it's tough because,
1: I mean, Bagley's starting to try to space the floor a bit. But, but Willie runs from the elbow down to the baseline, and that's it. He doesn't get out wide. He doesn't really space the floor at all. And Bagley, when he's camped out on that low block and you have Trill out there kind of just stuck on the, the left side of the key, there's nowhere for anyone to work. The, the point guards can't really work into the middle.
0: There's just no space. Yeah, I agree. Um, so this was a back-to-back, and when asked about about that, you know, first back-to-back, even though it is preseason. Second back-to-back. Uh, that's true. Second back-to-back. Um, Bagley was just saying how how they're pretty tough. The only back-to-back he said he had at Duke was uh, a home stint. So that's, you know, not exactly the same deal as what you're getting on, you know, a long flight at the NBA. You come in late. Obviously, you're a rookie. You don't, you know, the ins and outs of... Uh, Preparation or not at 100%. Yeah, I think the standout for me in the Portland game was former Big Ten Player of the Year, Nick Stauskas. Um, He had 15 points in 22 minutes off the bench. He converted a big uh, four-point play in the fourth. He hit two timely threes in front of the Kings bench, which I'm sure got Vivek. All hot and bothered. He was
1: really. He even looked over and said something to one yeah, of his he assistant was, he coaches. he was mean mugging. It, it was, he was doing something. I mean, it makes me really miss the pick that we traded him with.
0: Yeah. To dump the salary. I know. I mean, you can say what you want about you know his on-ball defense or whatever, but he makes threes and he works in this league. And I don't he, know. he
1: really didn't look bad for the 76ers in the last couple of years. I mean, he's serviceable.
0: Yeah. I think what this game taught me is that I how much I hate Myers Leonard. Yeah, terrible post game interview.
1: Yeah, those fireballs and whatever, slamming he's, the hammer, doing yeah, real weird S- dude. Just
0: stop. <laughs> yeah. Um. So basically, that was the preseason, in a nutshell. A lot of slow starts across the board. Some promising play from the rookies, and an update on Dirty Dan's hot take. He's
1: one for one oh, yeah. by guessing that the Kings would win two of the six preseason games. Yep. Congratulations, Dan. Um. Okay. Yeah, Again, yeah. if you have any uh, ideas of gifts of what to give Dan, depending on how he does, send us an email at kingsinthenorthpod
0: at gmail.com. Perfect. All right. Uh, you want to move on to the regular season? Put the preseason behind us? Mm-hmm. Alright, um, we play the Utah Jazz on opening night, and hopefully it is not deja vu all over again. What are you? I'm looking to see more than 10 points in the first quarter, but other than that, what are you looking for in that game? Yeah, I think I'm looking
1: uh, kind of just to, to see an improvement from the last time we played them this last Sh- week. shouldn't
0: be tough, barring something insane.
1: Yeah, unless like Dave explodes and takes out half of our rooks. Don't think that we'll we, we'll score under 15 points. Um, the other thing I'd like to see is somebody kind of slowing Rudy Gobert. I mean, he wasn't the most effective on offense. He made a couple lobs and put, put on some points. But on defense, just somebody kind of distracting him, open up some opportunities for somebody else, run some pick and rolls with him. And, and get him away from the bucket a little bit. Um, it'd be nice to try to get him away and open up the court. But, I mean, that's easier said than done, especially with him. Mm-hmm. But that would just show improvement from Thursday. That's all I want is some sort of improvement, not lose by 40.
0: Yeah, I think the one thing, um, we're going to see some some personnel changes, obviously. We're going to see some guys we haven't seen in the preseason. Obviously, Zebo and Costa Koufis are... Gonna grab some minutes in that game, um some solid minutes. I'm I'm just hoping the preseason woes don't make Dave second guess, you know, giving the young guys minutes. I think there's enough minutes to go around. I don't, I don't want zebo and kufas playing. I don't want them game. I
1: mean, I've really enjoyed watching the youth, even though they struggle. Uh, it's it's more fun than watching Kufis and it's
0: more fun than watching veterans struggle.
1: Yeah, and it's more fun than watching two dudes camp out
0: on the block. With the yeah, the half hooks, pretty sexy. So Costa can get some minutes, just not too many minutes. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Donovan Mitchell's play? What do you think? Oh, you think he's gonna torch us? What's
1: What's the deal? Uh, well, he had a pretty quiet night. I mean, I, yeah. the, the more standout performance from the last game was Joe Ingles, who really lit up the team. But I I think Donovan is due for a big night offensively. I mean, De'Aaron's not the best defender in the world. He's not bad by any means, but I don't know how well he could keep up with somebody
0: as strong and quick as Donovan Mitchell. Um, and, yeah, there's a difference, like, what you said kind of resonates is like there's a difference as far as like point guards go where there's like De'Aaron's like, you know, track speed and Donovan Mitchell's like quick in like a basketball. Yeah. in like a basketball sense. He's like, his movements are like, they're all going towards scoring.
1: Yeah. And, and he's a good shooter from outside. So you have to respect that he's, he's a good finisher inside. I honestly think he's probably a top, maybe 15 player in the West, which for a second year player is pretty incredible. He's looked really good, not just last year, but in the, in the preseason. Um, yeah, I think he's kind of due for a big night. He put up a quiet 13 against us, but on pretty good efficiency, going three from five from three and making his other shot from inside. So I think, um, yeah, he's probably going to get 15 to 20. Uh, he's he's really their biggest threat on offense. But by just having him, it opens up everybody else because you have to lock in on Donovan so hard. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think Spider's off,
0: he's, he's set for a good showing on opening night. Yeah, so you think, what's the, uh, under 130? You think we keep him under 130? Uh... Hopefully. I'd hope so.
1: Yeah, I mean that that would be nice, uh, but realistically, I think I will probably lose. It's uh, they're a very good team; they're top four easily, and I think it'll be less. We'll probably lose by about fifteen to twenty points, and they'll end up with somewhere between one nineteen to one twenty seven. In okay. that
0: range. I think it's going to be a little closer. I think we're going to get some opening night magic. Um, you know, you got people in the arena they are getting rowdy. And there's know, probably, probably going to be some festivities, you know, some yeah. old players. Who Maybe Jerry Reynolds is there. You never know. Um, no, I think he's doing the pregame still, so I think he'll be there. Well, we all know that there's going to be some
1: golden one-center magic. And hopefully... The, the young guns can feed off that magic
0: yeah I think it's uh it's definitely something to behold when when it's when it's real loud in there and when the doors are open mm-hmm the delta breeze rolling through affecting the shot nothing like a nice sacramentous sunny night and moving on to um unless you got some something else to say all right moving on to the New Orleans Pelicans, we get them on Friday night from Smoothie King in NOLA. My question for you regarding this game. It's a two-parter, both revolving around Anthony Davis. Is Anthony Davis going to go north of 40 against us? Uh, I'm going to say no
1: to that. I, I, I mean, ideally, we have one of our youth on him at all times. Just from a learning standpoint... It would be good for them to face probably the best power forward in the league currently. Um, He's one of the biggest ballers. Yeah, he's a great player. One of the biggest unibrows uh, in the world's history. Some of the worst teeth, dude. All all around, crazy. Kind of nuts. Yeah, him and him and James Harden, nuts teeth. But the he's he's a great basketball player. It would be good for Harry or for. Uh, Bagley. Starvin' Marvin. Yeah. For them to get a couple minutes trying to defend this beast of a of a player. And, I mean, I don't think it would hurt to play them 20, 30 minutes against AD, even if that means AD goes off mm-hmm. for 45. Hopefully he doesn't, and I don't think he will. But
0: their, their team is just so weird because... You look back and they swept the Trailblazers in the first round. Oh yeah, and that and, was uh, just the one of the worst series. Yeah, and I just I don't I just don't see it this year with them. That leads me to my second part: was of, of the question is is this Anthony Davis's last hurrah in New Orleans? I think so. I mean,
1: I I'd like to see him go somewhere where he could develop into the next NBA superstar. Like I think he. Him, Giannis, uh, Jokic, 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 there we go, (laughs) out in the West, and Porzingis out in the East, where they have the chance to be that next wave of generational superstars. Uh, I I think those four are such special players that they really could uh, become this next thing. But you're not going to do that in New Orleans. You don't really have a great chance of doing that in Milwaukee unless you win a title. And Denver, you saw what happened to Carmelo Anthony there. Yeah,
0: I heard that... that, I don't don't remember. It might have been Jalen Rose. With the pick for Coach of the Year and picked uh, the former Kings uh, skipper, that's the word I was looking for, out in Denver, um, Coach Malone. I think... Denver's a weird, another weird team on the fringe. You know, will they? Won't they? As far as playoff seeding and uh, kind of young, a lot of talent, but never really put it together to make that run. Yeah, I think I, I was always a big Mike Malone guy. Um, so I'm trying to see see him have have some success out there. Um, yeah, so. You think we think we're dropping this one? You think we're starting off slow? A nice 0 and two start?
1: Yeah, I, I think I mean Anthony Davis is again, just like Rudy Gobert, real force on defense. I think that they're talented offensively. Plus they gave themselves a little depth by signing Julius Randle this summer, as well as Alfred Payton. Um the their team is kind of strange. Alfred Preyton and uh, Julius Randle, a bit of a downgrade, really, from two former Kings, Rajon Rondo and he who shall not be named. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how that new team kind of looks coming into the year, especially after their big loss to the Raptors the other day. While the Raptors had seven starters or rotational players injured, and really played three rotational players and the deep bench from nine oh five Raptors. So I think uh, I think we'll end up with another loss. Um, but I think it'll be a little more competitive.
0: Yeah, I think we could sneak a win here. I mean, it it all kind of hinges on what what Anthony Davis does. I think, we're, you know, De'Aaron, Buddy. Um, Zebo with because he's obviously playing they're gonna come out they're gonna have they're gonna do their thing I if we can yeah if we can hold Anthony Davis to you know under 30 I think we've got a solid chance well and then on top of that' we're playing one of the worst
1: name arenas yeah in the NBA maybe in the world smoothie King Center easily worse than power balance Pavilion yeah but it's close yeah it's very close. But Power Balance Pavilion narrowly edges it out. <laughs> so we'll, hopefully that, that awful name will drive the fans away from New Orleans and the Kings will get a big W.
0: Yeah, and you got to remember that's a 5 p.m. Pacific start. So don't tune in at 7 looking for the game and, you know, you miss all the action. It's an early one for a Friday night. Perfect so afterwards you can go on out. Yeah, that's I mean, that's what that's what we're looking for. Um, you want to move on to the Thunder or you got anything, anything for me? Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's fine. Let's, let's move on. All right. So we got a, uh, a 4 p.m. Sunday game in Oklahoma City against the Thunder. This is the third game of the week. Do we get a win here? Straight up. Uh, actually, I
1: think I'm going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Um... The Thunder are going to be mis- missing Russell Westbrook with a similar knee procedure as our golden god, Bogdan. So, I think we have a pretty good shot at winning. You know, playoff P, you never know how he's going to show up.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, obviously PG-13 coming back. They're looking to make that playoff run, which, you know, I'm not... Fizzled I'm, out last year I'm for not sure. uh, sold on, on, the, on the Oklahoma City Thunder doing anything... In the playoffs. Um, I don't know. This game's interesting to me. Be, like you said, without Russ, I think... You know, I like when he plays against... I like the matchup with Russell and De'Aaron. Both, uh, you know, fun, fun guards to watch in the, the open court. Quick, explosive. But it'll be interesting. They do have the newly acquired Dennis
1: Schroeder from Atlanta. Yeah. Who... It'll be interesting to see how he plays in that weird baby blue uniform. Mm -hmm. Um, As well as the other big missing character from that lineup is Andre Roberson, who had a setback with his knee. Mm -hmm. So I think it is actually kind of a toss-up. I I mean, I'm going to say Steve Adams goes off for 25, playoff P in the regular season.
0: Regular season PG thirteen maybe
1: has twenty one to thirty somewhere in that range, but the rest of that cast and crew, yeah, they're isn't not they're looking not, great. They're
0: not picking picking up the pieces, you know.
1: So I think no, they're not holding their own. I think the sum of our parts is greater than we. The Kings are
0: greater than the sum of their parts. At least, at least on this on this day, let's get that Sunday win seriously. Let's yeah. get a win. Well, <laughs> I'll take a win. Um you want to move on to to the news? Yeah, let's let's go over team news. All right, so uh sadly Ben Macamore is still on the team. Two players are not. These are Kaylin Lucas and Cam Reynolds. Um Yeah. Well, you might remember Cam Reynolds from
1: the time that he threw it off of Brandon Ingram's leg three times. Yeah, trying to inbound the ball. That was uh... So that might have been a deserving cut. Calen yeah. Lucas was an interesting point guard. Um, but we did have many... I mean, we still have many point guards. So it was probably for the best.
0: Yeah. Um, this is one of those things where you, you got to cut players. Obviously, you can't throw tw- 20 guys out there. So I don't, I don't mind it. Not, neither of these you know, dudes are about to make like the team into anything special. If they want to go hang out in Stockton, I, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I mean... I don't know why you'd want to hang out in Stockton, but if they do, go for it. Um, yeah. Another piece of news here. This is, this will get everyone. This tickle everyone's fancy. Jerry Reynolds will be back for ten home games this season. Wow, and that I, is huge news. So I don't know which ten they are. I don't think they know which ten they are. But it, it it's really gonna you know keep everyone involved for all of the the games. Just hoping that you get. You know, a nice little nod, a nice little hippity hop to the barbershop nod. I wonder um, if, I wonder if, uh,
1: they, they heard the first couple games that Doug called and was like, we need to get Jerry back in here.
0: Yeah. I think, like I said, Doug's a funny commentator in his own right. You know, he's not like, I, I read a little interview with him saying he doesn't want to be, wow, what are you looking up over there? Doug Christie and his wife were going into the adult film industry um, okay. Well, that's good to know. Basically, what this article I was reading um, was saying that Doug didn't want to replace Jerry in the sense where he didn't want to come up with all, you know, the nicknames and be the, you know, the kind of just funny, clumsy, classic Jerry we all know and love. I think Doug's doing fine. It's not great, but I think the other thing is this is, I don't know about you, but I'm... I do not enjoy um, listening to Grant Napier stroke himself off on his radio show um, I think you know he's a pioneer in the industry blah 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 I think he's a good um he's a good commentator and but i I, I really do miss Jerry out there it it worked well and there's just something missing still. So those ten home games are going to be huge. What, 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 what's going on with you in the adult film industry over there? Doug Christie. The Christie's. Uncut. $50. Is a $50 video. If you want to see the former king and current Sacramento king uh, announcer, Doug Christie, and his wife, Jackie. Who also directed the film. Oh, it's a directorial debut. Jackie Christie was born in Seattle, Washington. She realized her passion for fashion. That's fun to say. Passion for fashion as a child. And I don't know how fashionable the naked body is per se. It depends who it is. But um, yeah, this this is good to know, Doug. It's uncut and outrageous. And yeah, if someone wants to send us a copy, I'll be sure to watch it. But there is no way in hell I'm paying Doug Christie $50 to see the him and his wife bump uglies. Well, what about you? Yeah, I'm good. And finally, in
1: team news, Willie Cauley Stein was not offered a contract before so far up to the contract extension deadline. Uh, for for rookie scale contracts. Mm-hmm. Really, there was an article written this week by. Jason Jones of The Athletic, talking about how uh, Vladi and Cauley-Stein, talking about their relationship, talking about Cauley-Stein's play on the floor, and it really boils down to one point. He sums it up really well by saying, it's time to turn the potential into double-doubles regularly. Cauley-Stein has all the talent in the world to be a great rim-running center who gets 12 points on pick-and-roll, and grabs 10 to 12 boards night in, night out. There's no reason why he could not do that. But he just doesn't. He he often lacks the fire when he's on the court.
0: Yeah, it's just a weird, I'll let you finish, but it's just a weird situation. Like, this dude should literally be like a 14 and 12 player. He should be the best
1: player on our team. I mean, he, he should be our team's leader. But... Sometimes you have to question if he's really into basketball. He's one of those guys who doesn't even look like he likes basketball, but just plays because he's tall. You know, he sometimes you really just, like, don't know whether or not to trust him. And I think he doesn't even trust himself out there a lot of the time. I think Kali Stein, I mean, for being Lottie's first ever draft pick, wasn't a bad choice. He's had his moments. He's shown that he could play up to a standard that's, I mean, acceptable, but he hasn't shown that he's been able to do that night in and night out. And I mean, I, I wouldn't mind giving him maybe eight to 10 million a year for two, maybe two years just to see how he does and if he even will grow anymore. But, I mean, coming up to this contract extension deadline, as well as the end of the year when he he becomes a restricted free agent, I don't see him, I mean, if he doesn't change his ways, which he hasn't through the preseason, I don't see him becoming a top 10 center or even just a part of the long-term vision of the team. I, I, I love Willie as a player when he plays well, but that's so in that's so hard to tell because you never know what type of night he's gonna have.
0: Yeah, I think Willie's just one of those one of those players. Like you said, it's Vladdy's first pick, so there's like some sentimental nonsense because Vladdy's crazy. Um, I think that it, it it's just so inconsistent with the Kings as far as development. I mean, like obviously when we draft. Thomas Robinson and you know, he shows no potential and we ship him out and that's great. And everyone's like applauding that move. And then as we see with like Nick Stauskas, I'm not saying this dude's like an MVP, but I'm saying like this dude he's no Jimmer, he's not playing in Shanghai. Yeah, I mean he's not lonely God. But basically what I was saying was with with Stauskas is like he really wasn't given the opportunity to, to like play well with the kings and maybe that's just cuz i loved watching him in college but i think he has shown more development in his game than willie has and it's like kind of that in between do do we, you know we move on from willie to is two years too much is is you know do we do we want him that second year where you know hopefully everyone else is maturing at a rate that you know exceeds our expectations, and, and at that point, I feel like Willie would hold the team back. So do we want to keep him for that that second year? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't actually have the answer. I don't think anyone does. Um, hopefully, Vladdy has an idea and sticks to it, because at this point, second-guessing the whole system is probably something that the Kings would do, but not something that we would all recommend. Well, let's... Let's uh move on. We'll move on to our lightning
1: round of league news. Starting with the whole Jimmy Butler situation doesn't seem like it's moving anywhere. Tibbs looks like he's asking for too much from everyone. and That's such a
0: weird situation.
1: Very strange. All culminating with Jimmy Butler coming in, beating, beating the first team with his ragtag team of third stringers, and then yelling at everyone... As well GM, as following the it up.
0: Coach, the players, Carl Anthony Towns, everyone.
1: Wig. Wiggins. Uh, a tirade. Yeah, and then following it up with a great Rachel Nichols interview on ESPN, mm-hmm. throwing a ton of shade.
0: Yeah, and everyone's always like, well, Kobe and Jordan, they yelled at their teammates. And I'm like, Are you comp- comparing Jimmy Butler to yeah. Kobe and Jordan, you shouldn't be.
1: But again, another player I would like to see on the Kings if we could figure out a trade. For, even if it's just the year, it'd be a fun year of Kings basketball, especially without her pick. Um, moving yeah. on, next lightning
0: topic. Yeah, this this one's just interesting. LeBron James, um, undefeated against the Warriors as a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, however you feel about that, it is the preseason. Um, LeBron, you know, is looking good, looking at that. That mid-season form in the preseason, like he always does. Uh, another development out of uh, the team down south. Uh, Lonzo Ball's new shot is terrible, <laughs> which that's funny and something we want to see more of. Um, dude looks like he put on some solid weight, you know. The uh, you know in, in a good way. Maybe the biceps are restricting the the shot motion. Um, it's something I have to deal with when I'm playing, you know. Pretty ripped. So I doubt it. <laughs> anyway,
1: last piece of league lightning round news: the Buttonholzer Bucks have finally been released on the world, and they look a lot better than the Jason Kidd Bucks. Mm-hmm. They're playing a lot faster. They're playing with more
0: space. And there's no drinks on the ground.
1: Yeah, they're n- they're not spilling accidentally. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Giannis, if he plays that pace all year, can stay healthy and can do what he does best, roll to the rim and slam it home, and even kick to that corner, find a little outlet guy, he has a good shot at winning his first ever MVP. So it'll be an interesting person to watch. This leads us to...
0: Oh, I actually have one more piece of thing. that uh, Before we get to Dirty Dan's hot take. Two two things, actually. I was just looking. uh, We have a... uh fantasy basketball draft coming up. The Kings have one player in the top 100, number 99 on the list. That is De'Aaron Fox. Um, I don't know. I think... I don't... I don't know. I, mean, I don't even know if I'd put him that... I don't know. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, for fantasy basketball, I probably wouldn't put him that high just because his, yeah, that's what I'm his saying. shooting percentage is so low. Yeah, and
0: he's not like, you know, a 12-assist night point guard. Yeah, that's an, it's an interesting take. So... I, uh, I had mean, just pure top 100, he's definitely in it. But yes. as far as, you know, he's not one of those fantasy... He's fan- not a fantasy legend. Yeah, so um, the other thing was we, we were thinking about a player of the week, but the, the team was so inconsistent and frustrating that we're giving the player of the week to, to all the fans that stuck around watching this Frankenstein-like mishmash of an experimental team we call the Sacramento Kings. So, if you watch the games,
1: congratulations. You are the player of the week.
0: And, finally, back from Calgary, without any frostbite, we have... As far as we know. As far as we know. It's Dirty Dan. Breaking news alert. Daniel Archer dead to us at the age of 21. No, but seriously, Dan will uh, probably be back with us next week. Filling in for Dirty Dan, this week we have affable Annika in the studio.
1: Annika, thank you for being here with us on set.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Well, our, our hot take that we would like you to fill in for Dan is, who do you think is going to win the most valuable player award during the 2018-2019 National Basketball Association season?
0: On what team? Any team. Game. Any game. <laughs>
1: Any team. The most valuable player
0: in the league. I'd have to say Steph Curry. Okay, not, nope. not a bad answer. Actually, I was, yeah. I was but probably better than what Dan would have said. I mean, how, how's that for a hot take? If it's, it's it, it, at least he's still at, in the
1: league. At least I
0: think, it's, I think it's kind of it's hot in the sense that like uh, they'll
1: split votes. That's the biggest problem. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's, is that um,
1: KD and Steph will st- split MVP shares.
0: No, I think that's definitely. I mean, the only unanimous. Uh, MVP ever, pretty pretty solid answer. I passed up on Steph on uh, in in the fan my fantasy draft today because I oh, hate, who? I hate him so much. Who'd you take? Guess
1: Bogdan, <laughs> you that's idiot. The Joker.
0: That's not a bad yeah. Yeah, dude, that's a, top, that's a quality center. I mean, I, dude, I I already had uh, uh, what's his name from Portland? Lillard, Dame Dollar. Yeah, you had Lillard before Steph. It's it's a weird league out
1: there. That's a hot take for your league.
0: Yeah, dude, because I'm because we all hate Steph. That's the thing.
1: Thanks again for coming in. Really enjoyed your take. And that's all, folks. Thanks for listening.
0: Good day, lads.